Welcome back. This is Nate Johnstone. I'm here with Paul Anderson, and we are the podcast, Things Christians Want to Know. Welcome again, and we've been talking last week about hearing the voice of God and how to understand, receive, recognize communication from our Heavenly Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And we talked about a number of different things last week, and this week we are going to be focusing on listening, listening to God. And let's start out by looking at uh, one of the best passages that shows how we as his children are supposed to listen to him. And that is John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Um, I'll just start with verse one. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. The sheep I love hear that. his I love voice. that. So obviously, as Jesus talks about later, he's the shepherd. We are the sheep, right? So the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. I love that. That's so yeah. personal. Yeah. So personal. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, again, see that, that his own, that, um, mm -hmm. that relational aspect here. Uh, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. People ask me all the time, Paul, how do I follow God? I want to know God's will. I want to follow God better. I point them to this verse every single time. Following God is very simple. The sheep will follow him for they know his voice. Mm -hmm. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. You listen to God speak and you do what he says. Yeah. Even Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's the secret to following God, to, to being in his will, is just to listen and follow his voice. A stranger they will not follow, verse 5, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then he goes on. I, I think about that in terms of the neighborhood here. I have a relationship with my kids. They know me. They know my voice. They follow me. I don't try to lead the other kids. Sure. I hardly know them. I see mm -hmm. them playing. They're probably wonderful kids. They don't follow me. They don't know my voice. We don't have a relationship. The shepherd, as you read there, the shepherd, two things about the shepherd. He has a relationship with those sheep. Yeah. They're his sheep. So they know him. They know his voice. The second thing is that he has proved his care. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the sheep coming, he when he sees the, sh the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away and cares nothing for the sheep. Mm -hmm. The shepherd cares for the sheep. Right. They're his own. I love that possessive, you know, term there. They're his own. Love it. Um, it's a, I, I think it's a beautiful thing. So, so we are his sheep. He is our shepherd. And so, I mean, clearly here, it's Jesus's intent that we Christians know how to hear his voice. Because how else can we follow the shepherd if we don't know the shepherd's voice? 
I'd like to share a couple things about that. Absolutely. And so, but I would like to start, since this is the first of a series, by just, you know, we're not going to go through a long proof of the fact that God speaks today and all that kind of stuff, but this is clearly the why he does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why he speaks today is because we are his own, he loves us, he wants us to follow him. And so in order to do that, we have to learn how to hear his voice. I don't think this is one of those optional things one of those, oh, it'll go a little better for you in life if you learn how to hear the voice of God better. I think this is, I don't know how you function <laughs> without it. How does, a, how does a deaf sheep work? How does a deaf sheep function? Okay. I, 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 we should ask a shepherd someday. What do you do with deaf sheep? Mm-hmm. Um, it would be very hard to follow and listen yeah. if you don't hear. Um, and I think a lot of Christians would probably say they either don't hear the voice of God or don't hear the voice of God very well at all, mm-hmm. one of the two. Mm-hmm. And so I think over the next few weeks, maybe what we should look at is why. Why aren't we hearing? Mm-hmm. Why aren't people hearing the voice? If, if Jesus says, you're my, shep- my, you're my sheep and you'll hear my voice, and yet we're not, what's going on? There's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of disconnect between what Jesus says is possible, that being we can hear his voice, and what is actually happening, people are not hearing it. And so what are some of the things happening there? And I think you touched on what we'll call number one. And that is people aren't listening. It's very simple. You said when you sat to pray with Larry, you part of that prayer time was just sitting in the silence and listening. And just waiting and yeah. listening. And he would write things down that maybe maybe God's saying this, maybe God's saying that. Mm-hmm. And he would write it down. But you would take, you would actually take the time to listen. And two of the three stories that you shared too, you asked God, God, should I do this? And so you asked and you listened. Mm-hmm. And I think most most Christians don't take time to listen. They expect God to like throw a bolt of lightning at them and say, no, don't do that. Or do this or do that. Like, you know, like God doesn't speak that way very often. Even in the Bible, when we see God speaking in miraculous ways, it's usually in response to God, please speak. Please show us. Please help us. That request there. <coughs> Excuse me. And so I think the number one reason, let's just call it the number one reason. I think it probably is actually, you know, the number one reason why people don't hear from God is they just don't take time to listen. Mm-hmm. It's just really simple. I mean, think back, listeners, think back to your prayer time today, yesterday, whenever the last time you had a. I'm actually going to focus on praying now, and that's all I'm going to do is pray time, right? Not while you're driving. That's great. I pray while I drive, too. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're somewhere sitting, standing. Uh, you're not responsible for the lives of others. <laughs> and you're just spending time with God and praying. How much of that period of time, whether it was five minutes, two hours, how much of that period of time did you spend talking versus listening? And I would guess that most of you spent the vast majority of that prayer time talking and not listening. And again, there's no condemnation here. I'm not trying to say you're all terrible people. (laughs) What I'm saying is, if I spend an hour, and let's say we have a really long prayer time. For some people, an hour is, is unthinkably long. But let's just say it's an hour. If I spend 59 minutes of that hour talking and only one minute listening, 
how can I expect to hear a lot of God's voice? Now, in actuality, if I spent a whole minute listening out of an hour, that would probably put me way ahead of most Christians. Because most Christians, I don't think, even spend a minute out of every hour listening. I really don't. And so I think that if we want to hear more from God, if we want to learn how to recognize, again, Jesus says, my sheep recognize my voice. So it's not just that they have ears that work. You have to have ears that work to hear a shepherd. That's number one, you have to have ears that work. But number two, you have to recognize that it's Jesus' voice and not the voice of a stranger or some other sound that isn't the voice of God. So you have to be able to recognize it. And I think the first step to doing that is we've got to just take the time to actually listen. A great story that brings that home is the story of Samuel. Yes, great one. Samuel was born out of the longing of Hannah, the wife of Elkanah, who had many children by Penina, one of his wives, and Hannah, his other wife, had no children. And in her grief, she spoke with the Lord and cried out to God in such a way that Eli, this decrepit old priest, thought she was drunk and called her on it. And she said, I'm not drunk. I'm crying out to God in my grief. And Eli knew enough of God to say, you go home, God has granted your request. So she went home, mm -hmm. and sure enough, she had a boy, and she had promised if God gave her a boy, that she would give him back to the Lord. So now, the son that they had, Samuel, is with Eli, the priest, and he's um, ministering, and here's what it says in chapter 3 of 1 Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. People weren't hearing from God. There was no frequent vision. It wasn't a good time. It was a difficult time. And at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. So he heard that voice. Sounds like an right? audible voice. He heard it. It could have been an audible voice. Maybe it was. God sometimes speaks Although that Eli way. didn't hear it. He ran to Eli, and he said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. Here's it again. That happened three times. And Samuel's a little kid. So, so <laughs> Eli's probably like, look, kid, go to sleep. I'm, I'm an old man. I need my rest. Leave yeah. me alone. So finally, after three times, he gets it. Then Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say. And here's what I want to emphasize. And I'm going to say three things about this sentence. Speak, Lord, for your servant is hearing. I want to say three things about that in a moment. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now here, listen to this. And the Lord came and stood. So now he's going to make sure that this boy hears. He came and he stood, calling as at other time, Samuel, Samuel. 
he said it twice. Usually, if you hear it twice, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter, Peter, Paul, Paul, Israel, Israel. That's my son's name. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was that he wanted to speak that word. And Samuel said what Eli told him to say, speak for your servant hears. So here's here's what I, I want to I wanna just uh, emphasize three things. First of all, what he didn't say. He didn't say to Samuel, here are five steps to hearing the voice of God. Right. He, it's not a rule. It's a relationship. It's a per, This is a person. And so don't have rules for hearing. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is that he gave him one assignment. Listen. I once had a guy that, that uh, came to me, and this is after I'd learned to hear, and he said, could you teach me how to hear the voice of God? And I said, I'm not sure if I could, but one of the things that you need to do is to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't very nice the way I said it. Two people talking at the same time cannot hear one another unless they're Italians. (laughs) Maybe then they could, but I'm not Italian, I'm Norwegian. And so I told him, try to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Eli said. Yeah. You speak, I'm listening. And a person who says, God, you're, you can speak, I'm willing to listen, is going to hear. And the third thing, he focused it not on his ability to, to catch the message, but on the God who speaks. You speak. You're the one who communicates. God is a good communicator. It's, it's throughout the scripture. I, I love Psalm 19. I was thinking about it the other day, and my Bible just came open right to Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech. And night to night reveals knowledge. There's no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. Do you hear all those communication? Those words, communication. Then it gets down to another way of communication. It says in verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. That's the book. Here we've got the words Mm -hmm. of God. This is the word of God. But so is that that comes through nature. Mm -hmm. So is that that comes... Through the Holy Spirit, right in my heart. That's the Word of God speaking into my heart. So uh, Samuel began to hear from God, and he was so attuned that he became an expert. Mm-hmm. And it says later in that chapter that none of his words fell to the ground. You know why that is? Because he listened, he heard, and he spoke those words, and God was with them. It's in chapter 3, verse 19. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established as the prophet of the Lord. A prophet is one who hears Mm -hmm. from God and speaks what he hears. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel. 
at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Isn't that a great story? I love yeah. that about Samuel. So he he learned to listen. Yes. That is, I think that's the, the first key, the first step, the first problem that I think a lot of people face is that we don't listen or don't listen enough. And how are we going to hear if we don't listen? Especially like you referenced Elisha with the still small voice. Was it Elijah? Elijah. Elijah, sorry. With the still small voice. And I agree that in my experience, it seems as though God speaks more often through that still small voice. Mm-hmm. And it's even more important that we're quiet. And I find that it's not until I calm myself, still myself, surrender to the Lord, surrender to the Holy Spirit, give him that stuff that's on my heart that's maybe making it too hard for me to hear. Um, we all have those things buzzing around in our head. It makes it hard to hear other things, right? Yeah. We need to lay those things down, you know, cast our anxieties on him, mm-hmm. for he cares for us, First Peter 2. And... I find that it's in those times that I can hear much more readily. Absolutely. And so that's, that's I think, the first big obstacle that people have is they don't take the time to listen. And we're going to talk about another obstacle next week. But first, can we just say a, just a little bit more about when we say hear, when we say the word hear, Samuel heard God speak, that sounded like maybe an audible voice in that case or something really strong that he thought was someone talking, clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly he thought someone was talking to him. Um, now when we say hear, the word hear God's voice, when you say, and I heard God say no, mm-hmm. I know what you mean <laughs> when you say hear, because sure. I, I, I do this and, and I know you, um, but other people might not know what you mean. So explain to someone who has no concept of hearing a supernatural being speak to them, um, what do you mean when you say, I heard God say something? Yeah. God's got a hundred ways to get through to us. And one of them is by speaking in interior, the God within speaks. That's, that's one way. It's not, as I said, an audible voice, but it's just as real, just as the eyes of my heart are real. I see the hope of my calling, mm-hmm. and I can hear that voice, though not an audible voice. So I'm not waiting to hear a voice with these ears. I'm closing uh, the world out, and I'm just waiting and listening. And it may be a picture. Often, God spoke through a picture so to a pic- the So a picture in your mind's eye. In my mind's eye. God said, what do you see? Well, I see figs. Okay, what do you think that means? So there's an interpretation. So sometimes I will listen and I see a picture. Sometimes I get an impression. Sometimes I hear words. Like I heard words when I stepped outside. They were on the inside. So not, were, not your physical ears. That's right. But you heard them in your mind? Is yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. And so you didn't see it in your mind's eye, the word no, but you heard the word no i this is where language kind of fails us when it comes to um explaining some of this stuff because you know can your mind hear something but like you have a thought you know Mm -hmm. like everybody 
everybody think about a football referee blowing their whistle to end a play. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all hear that in our head. <laughs> but we didn't hear it with our ears, but we all know what that sounds like. If we've ever seen that or heard that, we have a memory of a referee blowing a play dead with his whistle. And so is it like that? Like we hear something like as if someone were saying no? Like a memory? I'm just trying to help people kind of frame this because I, I think, I suspect mm-hmm. that a lot of people are hearing from God and don't realize it because their frame of reference for what hearing from God means is hyper-spiritualized. Mm-hmm. By that I mean it's going to be like Samuel and it's going to be an audible voice or it's going to be practically an audible voice or it's going to be something so strong that I could never mistake it for anything but God's voice. And sometimes that is true. Mm-hmm. But I, in my experience, m- most of the time, it's a lot more subtle than that. He speaks through our mind mm-hmm. very definitely. He speaks through our thoughts. He'll put a thought in our heart, mm-hmm. in our, our heart of hearts. And uh, sometimes I see words. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I hear them in the interior being. Uh, Sometimes I get impressions, and then they grow stronger. Yeah, I, again, language is difficult here. I would describe it as, um, for myself, oftentimes I hear, I hear words, or I hear something about, let's say, another person. And it, it sounds very similar to myself having a thought. Mm-hmm. Like, if I look at someone... If I'm going to a restaurant and I'm about to sit down and I'm hungry and I see someone's plate of food and I think, hey, that looks pretty good. I wonder what that is. Like, whatever the sound, quote unquote, is of that thought in my brain, hey, that looks good. I wonder what that is. You know, you know what that sort of sounds like in your head. That's how it sounds like oftentimes when God speaks to me, only it's unbidden. Mm-hmm. I'll be silent or I'll be praying for someone and then I'll be like, forgiveness. And I'll have that thought in my head forgiveness and i know that i know by trial and error and repetition that i didn't think that thought on my own and if it seems to fit i'll say something to the person i'm praying for let's say and say is there anybody that you can think of that maybe you need to forgive in your life and i'll just try it out gently you know i won't say thus saith the lord forgive or else you know no <laughs> Uh, not only is that a terrible way to do it anyway, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just, I'm more cautious with these kind of things with hearing the word yeah. of God, especially if you're going to speak it to someone else, I'm cautious. It's not that I'm not confident because I'm okay. confident enough to say something. Um, but I'm still cautious cause I don't want to, this is not stuff to mess around with. You, you don't, you don't cowboy around when it comes to speaking the word of God, cause it's a serious thing. And so I'll, I'll try it out. And if the person's like, Yes, there is. I really need to forgive my mom. And I, mm-hmm. I have, I've struggled with this for years. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that to me confirms that that was the Spirit of the Lord saying, here's an issue I want you to help them through and pray for this. And so that's, for me, it's, it sounds like a normal thought in my head, but I have learned to recognize the voice of my shepherd. And, you know, how do sheep learn how to recognize the voice of their shepherd? They're with them all the time. Yes. That's it. Yeah. That's, that, is the, that is the key, and we'll probably talk about that again next week but the key is just spending more time with god listening the more you listen 
the more you learn how to recognize that voice. And listening is the way an infant begins to understand a complicated language. That's incredible. Yep. Kids are so smart. All they do is listen. And by the time they're two, they're understanding a fair amount. By three, they're forming sentences. By four, we're almost saying, hey, they're talking too much <laughs> because they're getting it. How did they do it? They did it by listening. That's, That's incredible. How could that happen? It takes us four years to, to and we don't have a, a language mastered after four years of study, but a little kid listens. Mm -hmm. And so that should give us confidence. We're talking about something that may be new to some of you. But if you do what Eli said to Samuel and just try it, begin to listen. Yep. We'll make mistakes at first. For sure. I made mistakes that cost me some money, some time, but I got into it and I, I came to see that I was right. I did hear him and that excited me and it gave me confidence that if I continue to do it, and I, I do that now, I do it in, as part of my prayer and I do try to journal some things, some, some thoughts, and I wrote some things down today that were very exciting to me. That I believe God spoke to me. It was it was wonderful. That's great. Yeah. So listening is one of the one of the real keys, and the fact that many of us don't listen, I think, is the number one reason why we don't hear from God. Next week we'll be back and talk about other reasons why we don't hear and how to start hearing better. Thanks for joining us again on Things Christians Want to Know.